Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's December 15th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. Get out your maps, because we are going to go around the globe this morning with five briefs that are shaping America and the world. First up, we start in Washington, D.C., where Congress just passed an $880 billion defense budget with a few things that could impact your life. Second, we return to the country of Guyana this morning with something to watch for that could signal a war involving the United States. Third, our battle for the Pacific takes us back to the Solomon Islands this morning, where the leader there is bashing the U.S. and cheering on the Chinese. Fourth, we go to the Asian country of Bhutan today for the very first time ever, and that's because it is offering us a lesson on the importance of borders. Finally, we land in the Congo, where we've got a new strain of monkeypox to talk about with a fatality rate that no one wants to see. Later, a listener challenged today about a headline that said that Russia has lost almost 90% of its pre-war army. A listener challenged me on how that could possibly jive with my reporting on the war. But as I will show you, that headline is classic wartime propaganda. But first, let's get to our top story of the morning. We start in Washington, D.C. today, where the U.S. Congress just passed a new defense budget, $880 billion worth of deficit spending on programs and salaries, laws that will all likely impact your life and maybe communities around you. So here are the top five things that you need to know about this bill, starting with U.S. servicemen and women. They are getting a big boost in pay, topping out at about 5.2%. And that is the largest in about 20 years, by the way. There are also provisions for additional housing and child care benefits, too. Second, Ukraine, they get something, too, from this bill. $300 million in new war aid. That is separate from the other requests of $60 billion that the Biden White House continues to ask for this morning. Third, the U.S. intelligence and law enforcement communities, they get something that they really want, too. The ability to spy on people, sometimes even you and your fellow Americans. They got an extension of what is called the Section 702 Surveillance Law. We spoke of it back on December 6th, in case you missed that brief. But to quickly refresh, that is the spy law that the FBI, CIA, and NSA are only supposed to use with foreigners, but they've been abusing that for years now, spying on wives and friends and political opponents, too. And that's why it has gained so much bipartisan opposition, with many hoping that it would have died an unhappy death when it expires in about two weeks' time. But now it will still be available through at least April 19th of next year. Fourth, Democrats, they got something that they wanted, access to abortions. Service women will continue to be able to get reimbursed for abortions if they choose to travel out of state to terminate their pregnancy. Republicans did not want that, but the Biden White House and Democrats fought back and they won. Finally, Republicans, they got stuff that they wanted too. 
we might call them um, anti-woke policies. Republicans demanded and got the removal of money for drag queen performances on U.S. military bases, plus no more money for critical race theory promotion in the DOD. Also, military parents now have the right to review curriculum and books at military schools. Next, they yanked out money for the position of chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer at the Pentagon. And finally, they were able to pull out money for uh, a counter-extremism group that critics argued was really about anti-white or anti-Christian policies. Well, as you would imagine, there were a lot of other things in this 3,000-page act, but for the most part, from my view, those are the five big ones, at least as of this morning. We are going to talk about other additional developments from this big document down the road, especially about weapons for Taiwan and other China-related matters. Those were in there as well. But in the meantime, you should know this. The White House said that Joe Biden will sign this new act into law as soon as possible. So it means that the five big developments, well, those are done deals. And those are the quick facts and data this morning about how the government has authorized this, this $880 billion in deficit spending for our military. Let me now offer this brief analysis and opinion. So I want us to focus on the continuation of that Section 702, the surveillance program. To me, it's incredibly disappointing and, and frankly alarming that we would continue this with absolutely no change or reform. Now, to be fair, a lot of folks in Congress who voted for this yesterday said that, yes, reforms are needed and, and they will be down the road. And that sounds great. But the reality is that in Washington, D.C., down the road generally means never or buying time to delay or bury the reforms that are needed. So that's why I will be watching very closely this issue from now through April, because it matters to all of us, but definitely for the health of our republic. More to come. Second this morning, we are heading back to the country of Guyana. It's a South American nation that we spoke of back on November 28th and then again on December 8th. And that's because their neighbor to the west, the country of Venezuela, is threatening to invade them, all because of oil. Well, in response to that threat, the U.S. military sent a team of special operations units to conduct what they called routine training with Guyana, but really it was not. It was a show of force, a warning to Venezuela to back off and that if they don't, we will commit troops if necessary. And that's why we are heading back to Guyana this morning with two pieces of news to put on our radars. First, the president of Guyana met yesterday with Venezuela's Marxist dictator named Nicolas Maduro. The two promised each other peace, although Guyana was pretty clear saying that they are not going to give up the two-thirds of their country that Mr. Maduro wants to take. But here's the second thing that I want to put on your radars. It's a signal that if you see it, will probably mean war, God forbid, and it would be a war involving us. So here it is. There's growing concern that Maduro will try something sneaky. He will infiltrate the jungles of Guyana with a few dozen or hundred of his troops, and once there, they're going to plant the Venezuelan flag and declare that land theirs. Maduro would then call on the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and others to recognize their claim and offer military assistance. Now, whether or how that transpires would really come down to how the Biden White House chooses to respond. Because if, there, if uh, Mr. Maduro does this, the question is, will Mr. Biden send in U.S. troops to those jungles of the Guyana area or perhaps sail naval assets to the Guyanese coastline? And if so, if Mr. Biden does that, how do the Chinese and the Russians respond? 
Well, we shall see. And that is why we need to keep Guyana on our radars for at least the next couple of weeks, because it could involve U.S. troops. More to come. Next up, we are off to the Solomon Islands this morning for another update on our battle for the Pacific. That's the fight between the U.S. and China for influence and supremacy. Now, as we first covered back on May 23rd and many times since, the Solomons have been of vital importance to the U.S. over the years, certainly back in World War II when we had a naval base there called Espiritu Santo. But this little island country has drifted away from us since then and is now firmly under the control of China. The current prime minister of the Solomons, with the last name of Sogovare, he has accepted secret Chinese cash to stay in power, certainly in years gone by, and he's also allowed Beijing to build a, a secret police and military influence in his country, of course, all done clandestinely. But that could change, and that takes us to the news. At some point between January 1st and March 31st, the Solomons will hold a new national election on who should govern the nation. The exact election date has yet to be announced, but there is one storyline that has already started to develop. Will the Solomons either stay pro-China with this Sogavare guy, or will it go in a different direction with an opposition candidate that might be more pro-U.S.? Well, as of this morning, it is unclear who would be that pro-U.S. candidate, but we do know this, Sogavare is taking no chances. Earlier this week, he blasted anyone who gets in his way, calling them, quote, an agent of Western powers. And he said that he's, quote, being targeted with fabricated lies by agents of Western powers as well, end quote. The lies, by the way, are allegations of corruption, those that go back to that secret Chinese cash that he got. The deal, which was secret at the time, was later disclosed in the press. Well, but now he says it was really no big deal. Now, no matter that, he is now doubling down on his buddies in Beijing, saying that he's willing to go to prison to defend his country's partnership with what he called the great nation of the People's Republic of China. So those are the quick facts and data this morning on our brief stopover in the Solomons. Let me pivot out to my analysis and why we should care. So I suspect that one of two things is going on. First, Prime Minister Sogavare, he's getting paranoid and he is pumping up the rhetoric that is going to justify a, a coming crackdown on his opposition whether that be arbitrary detentions or arrests or disappearances. Second, this paranoia is actually being fed by China, which is passing him intel that the U.S. or the Australians are gunning for his removal. And frankly, I could see that to be true. And that's because this really is a battle for the Pacific. And for the U.S. and Australia, as well as the Chinese, it's better to start setting these chess pieces in place now rather than down the road in the middle of a conflict. So that is why I will be watching for developments in the Solomons as ever, and I'll keep you posted. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, an equal thanks. We'll be right back. My friends, for the past few months, you have heard me talk about Jace Medical. It's the company that provides you medication for emergency use like antibiotics. Also, they get you backup prescriptions for things like cholesterol, diabetes, and blood pressure. And here's why I love Jace Medical so much. If you are a farming or a ranching family or you live in the back 40, it is pretty tough to get a hold of a doctor, to travel to the appointment, get the prescription, you fill it, and so forth. But with Jace Medical, all you have to do is fill out a simple online form and in some cases have a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. 
And then you get the medication right in the mail. You also get ongoing care from Jace Physicians about any treatment-related questions, which is fantastic. In other words, folks, you get peace of mind, you get convenience, and you get an emergency supply of medicines no matter where you are. And that is great for a lot of people, rural families, folks who are traveling, or those of us who might be a little bit anxious these days about our unpredictable world, and you might prefer to have an emergency supply of medicines on hand. And that's kind of smart. So do what I've done. Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Enter that promo code right. W-R-I-G-H-T is the spelling. And when you do, you will get a right report discount. Again, my friends, go to jacemedical.com, promo code right, and get the supply of medicines you need, folks, shipped straight to your door. Folks, if you're looking for a new mattress, I've got one at 60% off. Yeah, we're talking about Ghost Bed, the company that I think makes the finest mattresses in all of America. As you know by now, I have the Lux model. That one is designed to help people like me who sleep a little bit hot. But that is not the only reason that I bought a ghost bed. I care mostly about craftsmanship and high-quality materials. And when you feel a ghost bed, you feel both the quality and the comfort. And you feel it, by the way, right out of the box, delivered right to your doorstep. Now, I do have a confession on that point. I was a little bit skeptical about buying a mattress that comes in a relatively small box. But however that magic works, well, I don't know, but it does work. And the mattresses are absolutely fantastic. Still, if you are skeptical like I was, don't worry. Ghostbed has a 101-day trial period plus free shipping and returns. So you can try it out in the comfort of your own home. So if you're looking for a mattress or you want to gift one to somebody this holiday season, go to ghostbed.com slash right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. And when you do, you are going to get 60% off your ghost bed purchase. But you got to use that web address. Again, folks, go to ghostbed.com slash right, W-R-I-G-H-T, and get yourself the good night's sleep that you deserve. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with more international developments. We are off to the Asian country of Bhutan next. That is the very first time that we're going to be going to this little nation. It's about the size of the state of Maryland. Now, if you've got your maps, whether that be on your phones or computers or in your minds, you will find the kingdom of Bhutan high in the Himalayas. To the west is Nepal, to the south is India, and in all other directions is China. Now, if you have time, boy, explore Bhutan online because it truly is, I think, one of the most incredibly beautiful places in the entire planet. Virtually all of it is rugged Himalayan mountains with steep cliffs, these little valleys with bubbling rivers. And I'll tell you, a very lovely and very hardy people who managed to survive in the high country. Its history, by the way, is, is incredibly rich. It's led by a king and a parliament, which used to be under the thumb of the British and then the Indians before these folks managed to carve out their own independence in the last number of decades. And if you have ever heard of Bhutan, it is probably because of this next little quirk. The nation focuses deeply on happiness, both in promoting it and measuring it as a form of national progress. It's an expression of their Buddhist traditions and Zen-like approach to life. And you would see that, well, in a couple of different ways. Namely, they don't like to move too quickly on anything, 
Whether that be building paved roads, which they did for the first time back in the 1960s, to allowing TV not too long after. But this laid-back approach to living well, might get them into some pretty serious trouble as a nation, all because of those Chinese neighbors. And that takes us to the news. Satellite images show that Beijing is building at least 129 structures in one area of Bhutan and 62 in another. The buildings all look to be residential compounds and permanent at that. It's in a territory that has long been claimed by Bhutan, but the Chinese, they want it too. And they had been in some pretty quiet negotiations over the years regarding this contested territory. But it appears that China, they're just taking it now. And the king's royal army has no real strength to stop it. Neighboring India is monitoring these events pretty closely because depending on how Beijing handles this, well, incursion, it could affect what has historically been New Delhi's close ally because India for years used to handle Bhutan's foreign affairs. But in the meantime, and regardless, Bhutan is stuck. The king has no military of any real consequence and his otherwise passive Buddhist way of living is becoming overwhelmed, as it were, by a communist China that is frankly on a global march for supremacy. So those are the facts and data about Bhutan, which, by the way, is also known as the Kingdom of the Thunder Dragon, all connected to the perch that it holds in the skies and the clouds of the Himalayas. Let me now offer you this next analysis and opinion on, frankly, why we should care. And here it is. A nation is only a nation if people are willing to defend it. Now, that sounds simplistic or obvious, but I think that's lost on a lot of people these days. A lot of modern leaders, especially in the West, think that lines on a map guarantee your place in the world, and that's just sort of that. But thousands of years of history tells us that might is right, and what is yours is mine if my army is stronger. And Bhutan is finding that out the hard way. Because as ever, Beijing and the Communist Party, they do not care about rules, international order, or some Western idea or notion of right or wrong. They care about power and winning above all. And they believe that now is the time that they will rise from the centuries of humiliation and poverty in their minds, reclaiming their rightful place as the preeminent leader of the world. And if that includes or it requires grabbing land that isn't theirs like in Bhutan, so be it. All right. Borders matter, ladies and gentlemen, and strength matters. And if you don't have the strength, you're not going to have the borders and you won't have the nation. And that is so important to remember, my friends, as I share this news. Fox is reporting on mass asylum fraud this morning amongst the 10,000 illegals crossing the U.S. southern border every day. Fox is confirming that migrants are saying that they are here to be protected from persecution back home, but really, they're just here for jobs and money. So here's how that is connected to Bhutan and China. The illegals are violating the law and crossing the southern border because they can. Because they and their backers on the left who want open borders have the power and the money to do whatever they want. And so they are. But if that situation is left unchecked, it leads to a country that is deeply vulnerable to being further invaded and ultimately unable to stop its destruction. And that's increasingly true for America, and now for Bhutan as well. Finally this morning, we are heading back to the Congo. It's a country in Central Africa that we usually discuss because of its minerals in those uh, wonderful provinces called Katanga and Kivu. Those places are rich in things like copper, diamonds, cobalt, gold, and rare earth minerals like tantalum. 
Now, many of those things are critical for the dirty green revolution, which has taken us to the Congo many times in the past. But today we are here for, oh, well, a more sobering development. And here it is, monkeypox. So by way of quick background, the monkeypox virus has long been endemic to this area. It was discovered back in the 1970s in a young boy who probably got it after eating bushmeat. But generally speaking, it hasn't gotten much attention over the years because while it is deeply painful and terribly scarring in many, it hasn't been lethal, at least not for many folks. And that was true when we saw last year's outbreak of monkeypox in the U.S. and Europe. It was certainly unpleasant for folks who got it, but not deadly. It appears, though, that we've got some terrible news on that front. We've got a mutation, or to be more accurate, a different strain that is far more deadly. It's an outbreak of something called clade one monkeypox, and it's got a lethality rate of 10%. And that is dramatically higher than the other clade two monkeypox that infected mostly gay and bisexual men globally last year. Now, for what it's worth, it's being spread by traditional vectors in the Congo, namely by eating bushmeat, but also intimate contact by both gay and straight folks. Well, so far, it's not aggressively transmissible, but local scientists and doctors, as well as the CDC, are monitoring this clade 2 for possible mutations on this transmissibility issue. And if we see it, we also might see further outbreaks all around the world and Frankly, we might see some alarm with this as well because of that high fatality rate. So no analysis or opinion on this, just something to put on our radars. I'll keep you posted. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. It is a listener challenge today sent to us from one of my paid subscribers at rightreport.substack.com. Well, my friend Wayne in Missouri wrote in about this next headline, quote, Russia has lost almost 90% of its pre-war army, U.S. intelligence says, end quote. All right, so that headline comes to us from the Wall Street Journal, but lots of other outlets ran that exact same headline this week from CNN to Reuters News Service to a bunch of others. And Wayne, he wrote in saying, wait a minute, Brian, he said, I was surprised by that headline because you often tell us that Russia and its military, they're holding up in Ukraine and that, okay, sure, they're being beat up, but they are mostly managing those losses to the point of a stalemate, actually. So how do you drive that in your analysis with what your buddies in the U.S. intel world are saying right now, that the Russians are actually down 90% of their forces with apparently only 10% left, or so it would seem, right? Both of you can't be right. Ah, Wayne, what a question. So I'll tell you, I love it uh, because it gives us a chance to talk about not just Ukraine, but war propaganda and how you can spot it. So... Let's put on our critical thinking spy hats this morning, and let's start with a refresh of fake news. I shared this with you back on July 3rd when we talked about the history of fake news in America, but 
let's start and remember this. According to a survey from the American Press Institute, about 60% of Americans never read past headline. Now, as I shared with you back in July, that gives great power to the editors who write those headlines. But it also gives great power to media owners. And here's one way that that happens, at least based on my time at the CIA. When the White House wants to shape public opinion on something, it'll go to a media outlet or media owner and offer them a deal. So if they publish or promote some sort of material or a White House talking point, the White House will give them in exchange something juicy, an exclusive interview or especially classified intelligence that they can then use to break a story. And to be clear, that is illegal, but it happens all the time. But whatever the exchange is that they make, the headline that the White House wants from these media outlets, it needs to drive the White House narrative, whatever the topic. All right, with that background and keeping this dirty fake news business in mind, let's look at that headline again about Russian forces. All right, once again, it says, Moscow has lost almost 90% of its pre-war army, U.S. intelligence says. Okay, what is the goal there with that headline, given the White House's statements that they want more aid to Ukraine? Well, Wayne actually gave us the most likely answer. All right, you recall, he said to me, that it made him think that Russia has only around 10% of their forces left. And that means that Moscow, they are on the ropes. So if we would just give Ukraine a little bit more money, we will finish off Putin and we will save Kiev and we're going to be the heroes. And who could possibly be against that? (laughs) Yes, that is the White House message and that is the desired propaganda outcome. But let's say that you are not the 60% who only reads the headline. What if you dig deep? You're the 40% who reads the entire article. Well, if you are that person, and I hope you are, and if you're very careful as you do with this particular piece, you are going to notice two very suspicious things with this article. First, nowhere in this Wall Street Journal piece or any other media outlet that covered this, by the way, none of them mention that Russia has replaced most, if not all, of the 90% of the casualties. They brought in new forces. Now, as we have also discussed, these new troops are probably not as good. And that's because Russia's training pipeline has been pretty degraded from the loss of so many trainers. They're dead on the battlefield. But the point remains that 90% with this 90% casualty rate, it is certainly and utterly shocking. It is less relevant when you realize that the dead and the wounded have been mostly replaced with people like prisoners, mercenaries, or new recruits. Okay. So that is the first piece of information that is missing from this article. It ought to be there, but surprise, surprise, it's not because the White House or media outlets don't want you to consider that, at least not with this essay. Ah, but that's not all. There is a second thing missing from this article. If Russia lost 90% of its pre-war army, what about Ukraine? What have they lost? because that is vitally important in this war of attrition that we have in Ukraine. Of course, we're trying to assess battlefield strength and likely victory. Well, if you read the pieces, Ukraine's casualty rate is not listed in any of those articles. None of them. Well, I'll be darned. Why might that be? Why did the media choose to leave out that critical piece of comparative information? Well, in my experience, what it means is that the White House didn't want that to be shared. That wasn't the propaganda point. And just to emphasize, the U.S. intelligence community, they absolutely know the percentage or the number of Ukrainian casualties with high confidence. And the White House knows that too. They just don't want 
you to know that. And the reason for that is very clear. They're asking Congress for $60 billion in war aid, but they don't want all those other questions. They want an environment where people, whether that be you or Capitol Hill, just shut up already and cut them the check. And that is classic war propaganda. In some, it is curated by the White House, driven by some compliant intel agencies, which pass this stuff to corporate media outlets for a quid pro quo, knowing that 60% of the readers or listeners are never going to go beyond that headline. And that means that everybody's just going to kind of shut up and support Kiev. But Wayne, there is one last thing missing to this story. It's about how we can better spot propaganda. And it was actually in the first few words of your email to me. So let's refresh our memories on that. Brian, you said, I was surprised by that headline that, wait, stop right there. Did you, did you hear the verb that you used, Wayne? Surprise. You were surprised. And that is the great secret to spotting propaganda. And actually, it was a part of my CIA training that I used with my agents. You see, stepping back, when you feel surprised, it means that a belief or a bias about someone or something, it's being challenged. And your brain is processing it with a feeling of being surprised. And I'll tell you, it is one of the most important emotions that humans can have if you can manage to control and use it. So here's what I mean. In the world of espionage, when I felt surprised in a meeting with an agent of mine, I would stop and focus on what exactly was so surprising. Was there a new piece of information that they had never had access to previously? Uh, is it a new job that they're probably not trained for? Or maybe there's a new travel pattern for reasons that aren't exactly clear. Well, as an intel collector, the surprise there could mean one of two things. There is a unique opportunity, like access to new or secret information, or I've got a pretty serious challenge, like maybe this person is a double agent. So that's why I would say in the world of intel, it is so very important. But now that I'm in the civilian world, it's also still very important to me. When I feel surprised now, I stop and ask, why am I feeling surprised? What about this thing or information or person is so surprising? And if we can train ourselves to recognize when we feel that way and then start asking questions with sort of dispassionate curiosity, I'll tell you what happens. It starts to blow open the doors to exploring the world around us because the questions you ask are going to lead to some fascinating answers about yourself, about life, or how you're living it. And that leads to learning, opportunity, dexterity. And ultimately, what I've found is that it helps you become a more discerning person, full of intelligence and ultimately wisdom. And you can use those smarts and wisdom to spot propaganda, it's true, but also you can spot great opportunities and warn yourself of great challenges. So there you have it, Wayne. A headline about Russians and their troops taking us all the way to the power of the mind and learning how to use it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you on Monday, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.